Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're moving right along. Mesech does pay Perak Hey, Mishnah Gimel, and Mishnah Dalid. Ein Megalgalin Betofeach. A person cannot use a water wheel, which is some sort of device, almost like a mill, which effectively causes the water to come out of the well and quickly soak up tofeach, the word tofeach is to soak, soak up the field at a much higher rate and much faster and much more powerfully than if you were to do it by hand. And the concern here is if you use the water wheel to water your field before the aniyam come and collect all the leket, all the leftover gleanings that were left in the field, the water is going to effectively wash away the leket and the aniyam are going to lose out on what is rightfully theirs. So in Magalgalin, you cannot use a water wheel until, dear Rabbi Meir, until they come, until the Aniyam come and collect the Leket. No, they can because it's possible. It's possible that one can be more careful and judicious about when and where they use the water, where they direct the water, to avoid the Leket that fell on the floor. And therefore, because an owner could be, and therefore should, avoid the Leket, we are not concerned that the Leket is going to be washed away and the Neem are going to lose out on what's rightfully theirs, and thus we allow one to irrigate their field using a water wheel even before the Neem come. Mishtadalad. Balabayas shayu over mimakum limakum. This is a very interesting idea. You have a wealthy individual who's traveling, and when he's traveling, he does not have access to a credit card machine, and he effectively runs out of out of food, and he doesn't have access to a bank. This is before the banking system really was was pervasive throughout the land, so he does not have access to a bank. So what does he do? He's out of food. He's a wealthy guy, but he can't access his funds. So what can he do? It's, if he needs, he therefore can tap into the food that's set aside for the Aniyim. He can take from Leket, he can take from Shekha, he can take from Pei, he can even take from Meiser Ani. The tithe is set aside for the poor people because he effectively is poor. If you can't access your bank accounts, what use is the money in the bank? Unless you're a coin collector, the only necessity and utility of money is for its purchasing power. And he does not have the ability now, so he effectively uh, is considered poor in the moment, and therefore he can collect from the Leket, Shekha, and Pei. However... However, the mission is unclear, is uncertain, is unsure about how how much do we categorize this man as poor. According to the Tanakhama, but once he returns home, so now he has to repay the poor people. Now he has to give money back because now he has access to his money. So it wasn't that we say you are a poor person. Rather, we say you don't have access to your money and therefore we give you a dispensation to tap into the reserves of the poor people. However, the Chachamamam, no. Rather than saying we give him a dispensation that now you're that now you're allowed to tap into the poor people's money, we say no. Says at that moment, if you do not have access to your money, so all that money is is, is null. Is no, you're considered a poor person at this moment, and therefore, since you are considered a poor person at the moment that you're traveling, you cannot access your money. Therefore, not only can you take from the leket, not only can you take from the shechacha, not only can you take from the pay on the meiser ani, but you also do not have to repay it because at that moment you are considered an ani. And this is fascinating on a couple of reasons, on a couple of levels. One is there's a question in general. What if someone not because they're traveling and don't have access to the money, but a wealthy person decides they want to steal from the money that's set aside for the poor person. Must they return that money? So you, you're, must they return that money? And you, of course they have to return the money. They stole it. However, one can make a claim. And the area is Leket, Shekha, and Peya. Well, who owns the Leket? Who owns the Shekha? Who owns the Peya? 
before an Oni claims it, no one owns it. It's set aside for poor people, but no one actually owns it. So if the if the wealthy man goes and steals it, well, he didn't actually steal from someone. He, he didn't steal. He stole money that was set aside. And therefore, perhaps one could make an argument that they do not have to repay it. Obviously, there must, there's definitely a Midas Chasidus. It's, it's meritorious, and one should strive to live a life where they do repay it in the event that they want to, that we pass in that way. But there is a there is room to say maybe one doesn't have to repay it. Similarly, there's a question that was brought up in the postkim. Someone gives over money to a person who they think is poor, and it turns out the person is not poor. Must they repay it? And there, the, all the postkim say, yes, he has to repay it because he deceived. He deceived the person who gave him the money. However, the question gets a little more strange and more interesting. What if I give money? I'm a wealthy person. As you know, I'm a rabbi, and I make a seven figures a, every year, and I decide to give money to a poor person, to Shmerel, and it turns out at the moment I gave Shmerel money, Shmerel didn't know, but his great-grandmother passed away and left him a Yerusha of $100 million. So Shmerel's actually a wealthy person, but both him and myself do not know about that. Well, then what? Do we say Shmerel has to repay it? Or do we say, no, at the moment when he was accepting the money, he thought, like our Ani in this Mishnah, that he was uh, he was a poor person. At that moment, he was a poor person because he didn't have access to that money because he didn't even know he owned it. So that's a question that's raised, and the post can deal with many different factors here. Obviously, they talk about the Midas Chasidus, perhaps on the level of uh, being a Chassid, to be, to be scrupulous in one's actions, he should repay it, but is he obligated to repay it? So the post can say, well, did he know his aunt was, his great-grandmother was about to die, or did he not know she was about to die? You know, if, she, if he knew any moment he was going to get the money, so even if that at that moment, he didn't know that he had received the money. Well, he should have known or had enough foresight to recognize that he could be wealthy at this moment and not accept it. Whereas if he had no idea, it was out of the blue. He didn't think he was going to get this massive Yerusha. So maybe there's room to say he does not owe the money back. But this is a question brought up among the post game. They use our Mishnah to talk about, do we categorize this person as an Ani because he cannot access his funds? Or do we say, no, you're not an Ani just because you cannot access your funds. Therefore, we allow you to tap into the money set aside and reserved for the poor people. But once you now can have access to your funds, you have to repay them. Everyone should have a wonderful day.